The Fake Show is brought to you by Threads of Envy, the law firm of Hutchison and Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Now your host, Jim Tofty. Scott Grimes has done everything in show business you can imagine. He has appeared on Broadway, starred in films such as Crimson Tide, Mystery Alaska, TV shows like ER, and actually started as a kid actor on shows like Who's the Boss and My Two Dads. He's also a great singer and has been in Russell Crowe's band for years. Over the last two decades, he has worked with Seth MacFarlane on shows like The Orville, Ted, and American Dad, which now enters its 18th season. I've got Scott Grimes joining me now from Los Angeles. Scott, how are you doing? I've been terrific, pal. How about yourself? I'm, I'm good, thank you. I can't believe that American Dad is now in its 18th season. That had to go by pretty fast for you. It really did. I can't believe it either. Like, I, I, they had to tell me. I was like, what have we been doing this, 10 years? They're like, no, 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 18. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> have you been with the show since the beginning? I'm assuming you have been. Yes, I have. They did like a pilot presentation that I wasn't able to do. Uh, so if you really look online, you'll hear someone else do Steve Smith's voice for a second. Uh, but then when it got picked up, uh, I was lucky enough to get that call from my friend Seth MacFarlane. And, yep. Was that before Seth MacFarlane was Seth MacFarlane back then, 18 years ago? No, he was, he was, he was on his way. Yeah. Done, you know, family guy right. just got uh, canceled and picked up again. And so that kind of started his rise to the top. So you you do a lot of voice work, obviously, especially for Seth. Do you go into his studio, or do you have some kind of a setup at home now? I have a setup at home. Um, because of COVID, you know, we all had to kind of rally and, and build our own studios. But I, I do other shows for Seth, and I go into his home studio to do work on that music and, you know, for the Orville, which is another show that him and I do. So everybody's just got a studio now. He comes to mine, I go to his. Yeah, and I mean, you you are part of his troupe, his company, really, including being part of the Orville the past few years. When did you realize this guy is just the best to work with in Hollywood? God, you just said it right there. I, I, I think about it all the time. It's, it's just the connection. And when I just get each other, um, I love the way he directs. I like his, the way he treats people. And we also have the same humor. And, you know, I'm speaking for him right now, but when he finds something that works, uh, he just, it's, it's one less thing he has to worry about. So I guess he likes to work with the same people because he, they get what he's trying to accomplish, and it's just a little easier for him. So, But he's one of the greatest people to work for. I know that you guys were planning on doing Ted based on the movie for Peacock. Is that still in the planning stages? That is way beyond the planning stages. We are finished with all 10 episodes. Nice. And when will we see that? We're going to see that, I believe, August. August on uh, on Peacock. And that is a trip. Because, you know, reason to take so long. It's going to be the most expensive television show kind of sitcom ever made because of how much long it takes to draw and animate Ted. Yeah, I get that. Um, we talked about some of your past accomplishments the last time, including working on ER. I'd like to know more about your singing career because you're quite an accomplished singer. And going back to when you released your first album in 1989, and it was produced by none other than Richard Carpenter and Herb Albert. How did that happen for you? That happened. Weirdly enough, the story of how it happened is better. I was singing at a an event with Bob Hope, who I was touring with at the time. For, uh, it was an AIDS benefit back in '88 or something. And Richard Carpenter and Herb Albert were in the audience. They saw me, 
and brought me in like a week later to A and M Records, and I was I was he was I was the first person that Richard Carpenter produced after Karen Carpenter died. Wow, so it was an honor. Um, he's still a good friend, and he taught me everything I know as far as music. So my my kind of my education in music came from Bob Hope, Richard Carpenter. Like you know, my kids don't know who they are, but. Uh, what people to learn from, right? Yeah. How were those guys in the studio, especially Richard, who had been so successful? They were wonder. They were working with a fifteen-year-old boy, so they didn't have to be as kind as they were. I mean, he was like a father figure to me, and he was so sweet. Taught me so much. If I had any questions about orchestration or composition, so everything I know today is because of him. And they were just—they treated me like a like an adult and with, with respect. And so I loved that. Bob Hope was one of my favorite people in the in, in the world. So I, I, I owe a lot to, to him and his wife and how they treated me. Speaking of veteran actors, you also co-starred, I think it was at the around the age of 13, with Mickey Rooney in the holiday yeah. film It Came Upon a Midnight Clear. I've only heard stories, uh, Scott, about Mickey Rooney in his later career. What was your experience like? I mean, you saw where it was headed. He, you know, he, 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 was, he, was a, he was a little angry, I think. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why, but I didn't have uh-huh. the answer to that. I mean, he was always nice to me, but he was a little rough, you know, verbally and kind of physically. Um, but again, I, I wasn't walking in his shoes. He's been through so much. Uh, he was never mean um, to me anyway. But I saw I saw what people, and you know, ended up making fun of, you know, years later. Uh, but he gave us so much joy. And what a, again, he taught me little secrets of acting that I still keep with me this day. I'm wondering if you have any upcoming musical dates with your pal Russell Crowe and his band Indoor Garden Party because you've done a lot of that with him. Yeah, we don't right now just because of, uh, Austra- you know, Australians are staying over there even though the world has opened up again. We haven't seen each other in years. We still write uh, over the phone and over, you know, I did a song for him for his movie he directed, Poker Face. I did the theme song for that when him and I wrote it. So we're still working together, but no dates right now. I can't wait. We really we want to put on a uh, we want to do a concert very very soon. Yeah, it seems like he's got a nice light comedy coming out about exorcisms, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, he's always he's he's amazing. He's uh he's uh we're getting older too, buddy. <laughs> it's tough to it's tough to pretend like you're a rock star when you're in your fifties and sixties, you know. <laughs> Um, as you enter into this 18th season of American Dad, I mean, the guest list is incredible. Angelica Houston, Jason Alexander, Pete Davidson. You're working at home mostly, but did you get to see any of those people? No, I mean, Jason Alexander, definitely, because I work with him on Orville as well. Uh, he's on that, so I get to, but no, I didn't get to, I don't get to meet. We used to, you know, all kind of congregate on these couches outside the recording booth before COVID. So you get to meet people. Uh, I've met so many wonderful people at that studio, but now everything is done at our home, so we don't really get to anymore, which is a shame. Do you still, are you still looking at a lot of scripts? Are you going out on auditions? Are there things that are interesting interesting you outside of the world of Seth? Yeah, you know, it's so it's so funny. I just finished Oppenheimer, which is uh, Chris Nolan's new movie. Right. comes out this summer. So, and that was one of those things where I auditioned. I did like four lines on a self-tape at my, at, at my house. And then four days later, I get a call saying, you're leaving for Santa Fe. I'm like, how did Chris Nolan see anything? He's like, well, that's who he is. He just liked your face and said, I want that kid. So that was an experience for me, man, working with Robert Downey Jr. and Killian and Murphy. And uh, it was, it's, I can't wait to see. 
see it. So yeah, I'm I'm doing anything and everything. Uh, I'm a redhead, right? We're we, we're 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 the bad guys right now. So I'll I'll take it back and get it. <laughs> Never thought about it that way. Um, yeah, I mean, well, the you cr- know what I mean. Like we are. <laughs> we're the, uh, I, 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 what I'm saying is, I like to be the, the the kind of mean sidekick or the you know in in Oppenheimer, I'm kind of like a smarmy lawyer. And uh, like I said, I'm, I'm in my 50s. I'm just happy to have the work, man. Christopher Nolan has a way of doing things that make people so interested in his projects. What was he like to, to work with? I mean, you it was a limited amount of time, but you must have seen um, some things while you were there. Yeah, no, I spent three weeks solid with him and uh, Robert Downey Jr. in a room. We, all of our stuff is basically in one room, and you just watch. He's a filmmaker, you know. If you, if you ever, I know that doesn't mean anything to me until I saw a filmmaker. He's like Spielberg. He's like you're like, oh, I get it. The second you look at him, he walks around. You see where his eyes are, and just how easily it's done. It's like it's like watching a, or, a, a conductor conduct an orchestra. He's just good at it. He's done his work. Just uh, a genius, and also makes you very comfortable, which is half of his job too—to make you do the best work you can do, make you comfortable. So um, it was a—it was an experience I don't think I'll ever have again. Probably the most anticipated movie of the summer, that's for sure. It is the so, multi-talented Scott Grimes in season 18 of American Dad on TBS every. Monday. Scott, always a pleasure. Take care and and great luck with everything. Jim, thanks. I'm a big fan. Thanks for having me. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. Yeah, I almost forgot that Scott has a role in Oppenheimer, which I think comes out in July, if I'm not mistaken. Can't wait for that one. That finishes this episode of the Fake Show Podcast. I'm Jim Tofty. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.